Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of The Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper. Joining me once again is... Solomon Cooper. Oh, man. It seemed like you were trying to think of something funny to say, no. but it just mm. uh, just wasn't coming to you. No. Does Ooh. it happen to you very often when you're trying to think of something funny? But it I was just trying doesn't... to think of something that I just wanted to say my name oh. with an upbeat tone. That's that's the change today, is me being... But on a, on a separate note, does it happen to you very often when you're trying <laughs> to think of something funny to say? <laughs> you just can't. No. Actually, does it? I hope not. Oof. So far, not proving that. Anyway, we're going to be doing something a little bit different um, this week. We're going to kick off October. Oh, man, really? Can't start yawning already at the very beginning. We haven't even we haven't even done anything yet. Dude. Stomach's hurting so bad you have to, just, just to be yawning. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to be doing something a little bit different for October. We are going to be doing a series called... It's not Stephen King. And yes, it is as convoluted as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Solomon, mm-hmm. do you want to try and explain exactly what we're going to be doing okay. for October in our It's Not Stephen King series? So you know Stephen King movies, right, everyone? Um, uh, yes, I do, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Um, so what we're going to be doing is not watching any of those. <laughs> exactly. It sounds even it sounds even more dumb when we try and explain it. And um, we're just gonna watch the movies that are similar, but not quite Stephen King. Exactly, not quite Stephen King. Maybe that's what we'll call the series. Yeah. Ah, so we're gonna kick off this week, and we're gonna be discussing not Stand by Me. Yeah. So look, there is really nothing that I nor Solomon would be able to add to the discussion of that. You know. 1986 classic Rob Reiner coming of age movie. It's been discussed to death. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring you another coming of age movie that not a lot of people have seen. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit newer and we're going to discuss that instead because it's not Stephen King. King. Can I say the title? Yeah, yeah, sure. So the movie we're going to be discussing, Oh, that's what you want to say the title of. I see. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. That's Go right. Ahead. <laughs> the way way back is what we're watching. Yeah. The way or way what back. We watched. Yeah. The way way back. Way way back is what we're going to be discussing. Um, kind of flew under I think everybody's radar despite despite an uh, all star cast. Uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Uh, Tony Collette. Uh, Allison Janney. Amanda Peet. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Um, so. Really kind of surprised that nobody's seen this movie. Uh. So that's kind of part of what we're going to be doing with Not Stephen King is take movies that are in the genre of some of the most classic Stephen King uh, films and kind of hopefully shine a light on them and and get you guys to love them as as much as we do. Um, But yeah, before we get to the way, way back, let's talk about, just for a very quick second, um, anything that we've been watching on... uh, you know, television on the on the streaming services. So, do you want me to say it? You want me to say it? No, go ahead. We're watching Squid Game currently. It's the new hip show. It is actually it's like the number one show on Netflix. Yeah, it's crazy. I was in class one day, and they were my friends were watching it. Like it's kids are watching this show in class. Yes, that's what I was saying. The teachers allow them to watch the show. No, the substitute. Oh well, so substitute. We don't respect the substitutes. That's not very nice. <laughs> That's not very nice. I mean, I was respectful. I did my work. But everyone else is just sitting there watching rated R, ultra-violent <laughs> television shows in class? The person who's sitting next to me was, yes. Oof. Brutal. Well, uh, Squid Game is essentially a Battle Royale. Battle Royale? Kind of game, yeah. The, the movie Battle Royale. Oh. And uh, And also Battle Royale, the the game. Genre. The genre. There you go. Yeah, so they still work. So I don't know why you act at all. Like, is it a battle? I mean, they're not fighting each other. I guess it's more like, wait. It, fall Guys is Fall Guys. Right yeah, but it's like, there's no battling. <laughs> you're so argumentative for, for no reason. Yeah, I know. There's no, reason, there's no reason for me to say that. Um, I'm just teenager. Yeah, we only we only watched the first episode of it, so don't have a ton of feedback. But so far, it, it looks great. You know, it's a well shot. It's a Korean show. Um, we started watching it. The dubbed, but I can't really handle that, so we had to switch to the subtitles pretty quickly. Which at first was a little bit disconcerting, just because it's um, like once it gets to the action parts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like by the time you finish reading, someone's head is exploded. Yeah. Spoilers: heads explode in the show. Do they? Not really. I mean, people get shot in the head. <laughs> That's not... Why are you spoiling this first show? I know we said spoilers, but like it's a show. It's a new hip show. Stop calling it a hip show. It, it makes me feel like you're like accidentally not saying hit show. No, it's a new hip show. It's all what all the cool kids are watching. But the way you're days. saying hip show is like really weird. The new hip show. You're saying hip show. I know. I'm saying the new hip show. It's a new hip show. You want, you want to say the new hit show? That sounds yeah. That sounds that's like the cadence how you would say the new hit show. New hip show. Either way. Oh my god. No. Hip show. Hippo. Hippopotamus. Hippopotami. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Can we please get a replacement kid in here? <laughs> um, but yeah, Squid Game is really fun so far. Uh, it, uh, the internet's kind of going a little bit bananas, trying to act like it's the most violent show ever made, and people are so squeamish they're not able to make it through. Yeah, like have you episode. played Doom? Uh, or have you <laughs> seen any rated R movie, <laughs> movie or show, show before? I mean, it, it really isn't. It isn't as gruesome as they're making it out. So I want to kind of cut through a little bit of that hype. Um, but yeah, so far it's it's been it's been really fun. Um, looking forward to to watching. watching the rest. Yes. Yep. Looking forward to watching the rest of that. And then I I have not been able to catch up on, you know, any of the other new 
new shows that have dropped been just a smidge too busy. So unfortunately, we don't have a ton on the streaming front for you folks. But, but, if you don't want to get out to the theater, the movie we're going to be talking about today is available on streaming and has been since it came out in 2013. It has been since it came out. It's not in 20, it didn't get released in 2021. It got released in 2013. Yeah, exactly. And it's been available since for streaming since then. Since it was in the movie theaters? Yes. What? I don't believe you. You're lying. You just want to make me look like an idiot. You made yourself look like an idiot just now. Nope. You want me to look I don't, like an idiot. I honestly don't even understand what your logic was of trying to pick an argument with that with that statement. Because you said it was it was as soon as it got released. I said it's been available for streaming since 2013. No, since it got released in 2013. How long do you think movies <laughs> how long do you think independent movies stayed in theaters? Uh, oh man, Dad, this, uh, this is this not good. Really getting off to a bad start. I think really. I'm just in a. I think I'm just in an argumentative mood. Maybe I just want to anger you. I think you're always in an argumentative mood and always want to anger me. That's me. And teenager. that's a great segue into discussing the way way back. Yes. So I know you're really good at this, and I like to play to your strengths. I don't like to set you up for failure. Like I know for you're everything happened. I, I like everything that I do. To make you look as good as possible. So could you give us a quick recap recap mm, mm. of the... Mm, don't give us a recap. Just give us the general plot of The Way Way Back. Take it away. The plot? I can do the plot. I don't have to do a recap. No, just do this. Go ahead. Okay. So this boy, it, it starts us off. I'm just going to give some... Just, oh, no, okay. you're going to do like, every detail again. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. Okay, it starts us off with this kid riding in a car with his stepdad. Oh, my stepdad. God, you are. You are no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. And um, you can see from this first scene that he's kind of... His hair of, is brown. He has two eyes. Oh, my God. Two ears, one nose. What I've described to you is the Loch Ness <laughs> Monster. Sorry, I had to do it. I had to do it. Go ahead. You know I had to do it. Okay, and you can really, you can start, Steve Carell, by the way, is playing this boyfriend. Yeah, they're not married. Oh, man, this is already I'm, very Just confusing. let me, just let me get my thing. <laughs> Steve Carell, you can tell that he's being a D-bag. I, okay. all right. And so Nobody, they're li- on the way to their beach house, and that's where the movie takes place. It, t- it takes place in the beach house, and um, that's the plot. This is a plot synopsis for you. <laughs> they go to the beach house. Nope, you're done. There's some, there's some, and then some drama arises. There we go. I did it. I did it, guys. So the plot synopsis of the way way back is essentially one 14 year old boy's significant summer uh, working at a water park while his mom and him are on vacation with her new boyfriend and their family. All the uh, adventures that ensue. <laughs> Mine was so much better than yours. Yeah, you're you're right. So this movie's about. So there's this kid. He's sitting in the back seat of a car. That's why it's so. That's why it's called the way way back. Because like people, and then he, Steve Carell is being such a d bag, and he's somebody's boyfriend. I don't. Anyway, that's the plot of the movie. That's not what I said. That was like a perfect Solomon impersonation. That was pretty good though. I will, I'll be honest with you, that was pretty good. So anyway, um, this is not Stand By Me, and honestly, other than the coming of age thing, I really stretched an already convoluted premise pretty thin by choosing this movie. Um, but I do think it has a lot of, uh, of, of similar themes, a lot of really great performances, and like I said, nobody has seen it, it seems like. I don't know anybody who's seen it. Um, 
so yeah, you haven't seen a you haven't seen a ton of of coming of age movies. So did this the the plight of uh, the protagonist, uh, his name is Duncan, um, Duncan Donuts, fourteen year old boy. So he's the same age as you. That's me. Um, and yeah, like how how did this movie strike you? Did it feel did it feel a little bit like uh, hello there, <clears throat> kids, or did it feel like a, a uh, they they managed so to nail they, nailed it? They nailed the nail right on the head with the hammer. <laughs> to, to quote the old people. Okay. No. <laughs> I said no old person ever, but go ahead. <laughs> it was really accurate. Like, I felt like that could have been me. Except for I'm better than Duncan. Um, <laughs> you're already proving that you're not. <laughs> because I'm so humble. You're you're so braggadocious and you're laughing like a hyena and arguing with everything. You know what, Dad? You're right. Anyway, go ahead. Um... But yeah, it felt I felt so connected to Duncan. You know, he's a struggling young boy trying to trying to help his mom. You know, be with his mom to support her with this. I can't. I want to keep saying stepdad, but it's not. It's not a stepdad. No, it's not even a very long relationship. They were dating for like less than a year. Yes, correct. Um, I, I lost my train of thought. So you should talk for a second while I can think and recover my thoughts. Wow, that was... You didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I, I did, too. What distracted you? Uh, All I was asking you was if you felt like the movie yes. properly captured... That's what uh, I said. It, 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 I felt so... Yeah, like I said, I was saying I felt so connected to Duncan. That's what I said. That's the last thing I said. Mm-hmm. I felt so connected to Duncan um, because he, we're, sim- we're, we're very similar, him and I, him, him and me. He's 14. He listens to music, just like me. I listen to music. Such unique snowflakes, both of you. <laughs> he talk. He talks to girls. I talk to girls. <laughs> <laughs> See, so similar. Me and him, mm-hmm. Duncan and Solo, we're basically the same. So yes. So what about I it though? Would you say it. what? What? What about what? Were the things that you think specifically captured what it's like to be a you know. 14 year old in um, this movie a lot of things you know feeling the need to like constantly run away from home like i mean in this case he actually did do it and he got yelled at but the need to run a home just because you don't feel like you're being heard or listening to you want to find your he doesn't really place. run away from home i mean he, he just, bikes away from home but like you're when, when you when someone says run away from back, home that means like running back. away not just like he just leaves for the afternoon what time he left for the whole day? One time he leaves for the whole day. Whatever. I'm just I'm just saying it makes it sound like You're both right. you and Duncan are running away from home all the time. Yeah, we are. Me and you should, I think you just say getting out of the house. Just need to get yeah, out of the he house. He needed to escape the home as fast <laughs> as he could. Uh, just because he doesn't. He, he feels like no one's no adult was listening to him, and some of the his mom was like the only one who's nice, but she wasn't even really there. You know. Right, she wasn't really present. She was pretty focused on her, on her new Steve Carell boyfriend. Yeah. The mom, by the way, is played by... Um, Tony. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you take this one. I don't know, Tony. It's Tony Collette. Yeah. Tony Collette. Yeah. Colgate. She's she's fantastic. Don't Con- make fun of her name. Tony Gillette. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, Gillette. The best a man can get. So we got that based on the world's worst pun that you then took even further. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. My mind is wild. 
Uh, that's a teenager. That's how I'm connecting it to me and the teenager. We're crazy. Um, so not like a fox. <laughs> sad. Basically, it it feels. <clears throat> yeah, he no one he, no one was listening, and he felt like he needed to find his safe place. And for a lot of people, that it's it varies. Um, I. I my safe place is with my friends, you know, on the Xbox talking to my talking to my buds, and in this case, his was the the water park where he met this guy. Yeah, so that's kind of the turning point in the movie, right? After a couple days at this beach house where they're going to stay for the summer, um, the parents are all all the adults really seem like very absorbed in their own thing. Yeah. Um, Duncan gets a job at the water park. at a water park, and that is kind of what changes his life. And let's kind of talk about that a little bit because um, it kind of goes into what you were just now discussing. So that's where we get introduced to. Not that's actually not where we, we get, get introduced, introduced to. Introduced yeah, to, but it doesn't matter. But um, that's where Sam Rockwell's character uh, takes place. Lies, and um, that's when he kind of comes into the movie and becomes a, a kind of pivotal figure in Duncan's life. So um, from your standpoint, um, what is the difference between? Uh, Sam Rockwell's character uh, uh, Owen and the other adults in his life and then what do you like how would you kind of relate that to the a normal teenage experience as far as like the finding adults that are listening to you or you know what I mean figures like that because Owen's character <clears throat> is um, shown to be like pretty irresponsible you know what I mean yeah like he's not he's not necessarily a great role model in some ways yes you know um, but yeah, like what kind of, what were your thoughts on that? And why do you think that Duncan, um, you know, looked up to him or, or found him to be a comforting adult presence? For one, he was just already better than the adults that he was living with at the time, you know, or being like housed with. When you say better, can you go into a little bit more detail? I was going to actually father. Um, this is the most classic teenager thing to say. I was, I was already going gonna do to. That. I, already gonna, I was already going to do that. I already knew that. Uh, I did already know that. So yeah, he he listens. He listens to him. He like takes him out and you know cheers him up, gives him some more confidence. You know, he's not being all condescending and whatever that Steve Carell is. He he's actually like there for him. And whenever he looks sad or comes to the water park and looks down. He's like, hey, what's up? Are you okay? Do you need to talk? And he's like, no, I'm good. He's like, well, I'm always here. Just let me know. No one that we've seen has done anything like that. Right. And I think that is one of the keys. And that's one of the reasons I think The Way Way Back is a great coming of age movie is because the point of view stays very firmly fixed from the 14-year-old's perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think especially in some more modern coming of age movies been kind of in vogue to uh, kind of give the parents perspective and, and the kids perspective. And I get it, but for a coming of age movie to me, it really helps for it to be really rooted in the, in the kid's perspective because yeah, cause that's who it's, it's not, even, for. It's not well, it's not really not necessarily. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't say the target audience of this, you know, Fox searchlight indie film was 14 year olds. You well, know what I mean? The target demographic is probably people that are, or like Bad age is thirty. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why would it? Why would the target audience be bad parents? To show what they're doing wrong. It's not a sermon. <laughs> it feels like I'm just kidding. No, it doesn't. It's great. 
I'm going to take a deep breath. And then we're going to continue. <laughs> Sorry, you derailed what I was trying to say. Anyway. Um, you said Target Iraq was like 32. Yeah, I'm just saying the target audience for Fox Searchlight movie is probably like, yeah, 30 to like early 60s. So Really? Yeah, this is not, these are these are indie. These are like not movies that are made for kids. It's great if kids do want to watch them, but yeah, I coming of like age movies movie. are usually, especially movies like this. I mean, Stand by Me is rated R. It's not for fourteen year olds. Oh, it's just to as a help reminder of for people that are already all old like myself mm-hmm. of what it was like to be you know a teenager. But anyway, so. Uh, what I was going to say is, so the, because the point of view is firmly, um, it's firmly from Duncan's perspective, uh, the difference to me between like Sam Rockwell and Steve Carell's character is Steve Carell's kind of the, I mean, it, it doesn't help that Steve Carell actually is playing a huge douchebag <laughs> in this. Yeah. Um, but he's doing something that I think uh, adults kind of can get into a habit of doing with teenagers because they're not children and they're not babies. You know what I mean? Where you're having to take care of every single little thing they're doing and whatever. Yeah. And they're also now starting to get really opinionated and argumentative, et cetera, et cetera. But Steve, what Steve Carell's trying to do, what all the other adults in his life are trying to do is they're just trying to get him to act a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just want him to stop doing this and act this way. Stop, you know, or quote better, you know, Right, like, like you know, stop with the attitude and help us do this. Hey, you need to learn this. It's all about teaching lessons and not having conversations. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest difference between the relationship he has with the adults at the water park. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to see if that's, like, something that resonates with you. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's teachers or, you know, whatever. I'm not saying don't. Hate, stay on, away from, hate on adults. Stay, stay away from. No, I'm just going to say stay away from specifics. I'm just saying asking you. um you know, is that something that kind of resonates with you is the idea of, you know, you're mostly sometimes feel like you're just getting a lot of, you know, lectures or lessons, even from people that aren't as you know, necessarily as mean as Steve Carell's character was. But it yeah. can just be something where people are talking directly at, at you, you or and not with you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I can see that a lot, actually. Like, you know, it just it's difficult. Because I can, I can understand why a parent would just be like, hey, you need to do this. Because you're like, I, need to, I don't want this child being like this in the real world. But I don't think they understand that if you just help them and talk to them, that would help with their social skills or anything that you want to be, like I said, better. And not just letting them be themselves. You know what I mean? I don't know why I just said that. That did not answer the question at all. Actually, it kind of did. It half did. Why aren't you saying anything to me? What? I'm just giving you room to finish your thought. I did. Okay. All right. I head spinning currently like a top, and I'm stressing out. Okay, this is very odd. <laughs> I'm sorry. So um, uh, by the time we hit the end of the movie, and, uh, you know, I don't think this is really ne- – like, look, this – movie hits pretty much the basic coming to age movie story beats. There's not really any reason to be recapping, you know, you know, yeah. plot points here. Um, but then we hit to the end of the movie, which by the way, much more, uh, comedic and upbeat than, um, a, a movie like stand by me. I'm not at all saying it's, it's better in any way. I'm mm-hmm. just saying as far as the genre of the movie, this 
this leans closer to comedy um, than a movie like Stand By Me does, but not as close to a comedy as you might think since Steve Carell and Sam Rockwell are Yeah, in Steve Carell isn't funny. At all. In no. any way. And he has literally, yeah, no funny no parts No funny lines. Allison Janey, I think, and, and her son are, are the two funniest characters. Yeah, and Sam Rockwell. And, well, and Sam Rockwell, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I, I came out of the theater when I saw this back in, in 2013, um, just in a great move, mood. I love movies like this. Last night, you were like in a really oh. bad mood and said you felt like the movie was, was heart-wrenching, which was oh, really God. confusing to I me. Was just, Do you want to just go into that? I was just so... It just... It felt... Like, I was personally attacked. You know, like, what am I doing with my life is what I thought to myself. And what I, I already do think that. But this man had things going for him. You know, he had stuff to look forward to through the day, and he had an escape. Yeah, but he didn't really seem like he felt that way. When he was at the water park, he did. He was happy, and he escaped from the pain of home and household jobs. But instead, you said that you do that also with your friends. So what's the difference? Yeah, but like it just—he had those. It just—I don't know, Dad. It just felt—I felt dead afterwards. I felt so like garbage. <laughs> I've never felt worse ever. This is very besides very like odd by watching response. other coming of age movies. But other, but you haven't. <laughs> so we're gonna include the audience in on this. So Sol, I asked Solomon this, and I was like, "What other coming of age movies have you seen?" Seventeen again. And he named yes, straight up comedies that apparently all make him feel like garbage. What's the one with Seventeen again? Is a not just a comedy, a silly, silly comedy. But that movie made me sad. Why? Remember. I don't remember why. I don't remember why either. I was just sad. What's the one with Emma Stone? Easy A. Yeah. That movie made me feel sad also. <laughs> Do you think maybe the, the sad part is coming because you're connecting so much with these characters? It's kind of like, well, I would say read a book, but, you know... I know that you don't like to do that very often. There's a reason I'm on a movie podcast and not on a book podcast. Dad, I've said that before. Well, I know that. But um, I'm just saying, do you think maybe the reason is because some of these movies connect with you so much and you get so close to the characters that when the movie's over, then it's just really sad that all your friends are gone? Maybe. But that doesn't sound right to me. I think... There's, I mean, I think I do get connected to them. Well, then tell you, you're. That's my hypothesis. I'm not trying to say it's true, but you're gonna really need to come up with a reason why, at the end of Seventeen again, you were so sad. It was that you felt like you wanted to die. I think it's just the same reason all of them are. But you didn't give us a reason. Um, it's just because I feel like garbage. <laughs> that's not a reason. <laughs> What's the reason for that? What's the reason because these coming-of-age movies like, leave you feeling this way? These, You're at the beginning of the coming-of-age part. They seem like they're actually, like, making it at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, they've accomplished something, and they've gotten something out of that in, like, two weeks or a year. Or oh, whatever. so you feel like at your 14-year-old career, you have I'm doing nothing. Enough. I'm doing garbage. I'm doing trash things with my life. I don't, I don't go... I don't, I'm not dating anyone. Oh, my gosh. I'm not... I'm this not. This is turning into. This is turning into a very personal podcast. <laughs> I'm not particularly <laughs> like a genius at school. I don't. I don't have any motivation in the day. Like these people wake up and they go do things with their lives, and I'm over here sitting in my bed crying, <laughs> <laughs> or sitting on the on my chair playing games with my friends, crying, being excited that I got <laughs> better stats. Not crying. Sometimes I do cry. And like, but I think that 
So you, this was completely unplanned, by the way. <laughs> Less than anybody think this was uh, some kind of scheme. But that's actually it's a, that's actually a really good point. What you just now that you just now made because what you just now described um, is a universal part of being a teenager at your age, right? So it actually, even though I certainly would not be putting seventeen again <laughs> in the category of any of these movies, I do think though that you touched on the universal, you know, Connection. theme of these of these movies of, of, of coming of age movies in general. Um, Does it I, make you feel like crap. No, <laughs> I, I mean, odd. It's really odd to me. You you actually do quite a bit of things, and you travel quite a bit. And yeah, we've uh, traveled. I do plays. Yes. Yeah. So it's odd that it's odd that it's such a universal feeling that even somebody who does travel a lot and who does do a lot still feels like they're not doing enough or they're not, you know, exciting enough or whatever. Especially because so seventeen again is obviously a, a fantasy, um, for adults more than it is for teenagers you know what i mean yeah no no teenager has been like oh i wish i could switch into my fat middle-aged body now (laughs) um but still a fantasy and that you know in a way that i don't think you know stand by me or a or even you know way way back is i mean if you wanted to do what this kid did in the movie you could go do that how? Tomorrow. How? Um, I will send you an application for Hawaiian Falls. And Hawaiian Falls. It'll and then you'll see how much fun it actually is to go work at a water park. Yeah, but you don't have all those same people. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna have I, Sam Rockwell. It's gonna be really, really boring. It's gonna be cleaning up vomit. Yeah, exactly. That's and the dirty issue. diapers. But he had that that special place, you know, that that place that gave him joy with his friends. And like I kind of have that, but it doesn't feel the same. I felt happier watching him be happy at the water park. (laughs) That's the magic of fiction, right? It's escapism at the end of the day. But it is really, it is, it is really interesting to me. I mean, there are a lot more brutal uh, coming of age movies, even if they're not necessarily, even if they're more targeted at kids. I can't even imagine the ones. If this is how you react to the happy comedy ones, I can't imagine uh, how you're going to react to the sad ones. By the way, everyone, the movie we almost watched that also because uh, Anna Sophia Robb is in this in this movie. She's great. And the movie we almost watched before this was a uh, Bridge to Terabithia, which Solomon has never seen, knows nothing about. So imagine how much more like garbage you'd felt at the end of that one. I have no, I have no clue. Y'all could just imagine. Yeah. Oh guess. man. Oh, God. Not great. Let me promise you that. What about the Notebook. Notebook's not really a coming of age movie. It's about adults. I mean, I guess it. I mean, it's a whatever romance. You said movie. it was really sad. So, well, I'm just. It's much more sad than this. <laughs> it's much more sad than boy goes and makes a lot of friends at a water park, kisses the cute girl. Everything is happy for him at the end. He leaves. Yeah, he has to abandon everyone. That's what happens in summer. You don't get to just live on vacation. But he has to abandon everyone. He doesn't get to see them again at like school. Ever. You're so easily <laughs> devastated by these things. <laughs> you can't see them again until next year, and they're probably going to break up by then. He's never going <laughs> to. I'm really sad. I think that I think that my pr- first hypothesis has a, a is, is pretty close to being. I mean, accurate. I, you might be right because that is how I felt about some shows. Yeah, I think that I think that maybe that's at least a part of it is that you're just. Yeah, I think that I think I you're like pro- I think you're projecting on the fact that. He's not going to see his friends again 
to the fact that you won't be able to see yours again because the movie's over and they're not making a sequel to it. That's so sad. I'm That'd so actually be way worse if they're making one. Oh god. Um the the one last thing that I wanted to touch on with this with this specific movie um that I think that I your insight would be more appreciated than oh, mine. Of course it's my insight. Well, because I want I want to know how how you felt like about the, you know, accuracy or at the of the point of view like we were discussing earlier. So, one of the things was how do you think it handled um the dynamic between uh, Duncan and then all the teenage girls that are around them. How did they, how did they, if they did, did they not get right the kind of awkwardness that comes with, uh, you know. All of the teenage girls? Yeah, because you have the ones that are older than him that he obviously is not really necessarily interested in but thinks they're attractive, but they think that you're a weirdo mm -hmm. and the way that that makes you feel. And then you have the girls that are, you know, you feel like you're out of your league. Just in, just in general, the, the, the sense girls. of... Like, yeah, you're at the beginning part of just becoming interested in girls when it seems like now they're not really that interested in you. Or maybe, so, or maybe they are interested in you, but you don't really know how to interact with that. So for one... The judgy ones, I've never met anyone like that in my whole entire life. But then again, I'm not out at the beach with a bunch of my older sister's hot girlfriends. Yeah. You know, Solomon doesn't have an older sister. Just exactly. So knows. Yeah, I, exactly. That's whatever. Um, but so, yeah, I've never seen that. Ever. That mean girl stuff you not yeah. really an experience you had? No, definitely not. But the, the, her, the, the main girl, um, the main love interest and Sophia Robb. Yeah, I think calling Sophia it a love Rob. interest is kind of a stretch. Yeah, but I knew it was a love interest from the beginning, and they kiss, so I think it works fine for me. Okay, I'm still gonna say it's a stretch, but I get it. All right, it's a stretch. All right, if I was 14, I would say it was a, a love interest. There sure. we go. All right. Oh God, 14's a hard age. Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh, to not be 14 again. Uh. uh Bah, bah. <laughs> I was that a joke on seventeen again? No, it wasn't. Oh, just keep going. Well, you I don't just dumb. make weird noises to fill <laughs> the awkward silences. So I think that was nailed on the head, on the nail hammer. Okay, it was it was really well done. You know, like you, the Duncan obviously likes her, and you can't really tell if she likes him. I forgot what we were even talking about now. What? <laughs> you made so many weird noises and so many asides. Duncan. So you're talking about how if the movie was accurately how, depicting. Yes, the women. Uh, uh, not the women. <laughs> the girls. No, that's not what I asked you. That's what you, you said. I didn't, ask, I didn't say, does this movie accurately depict women? <laughs> I asked you about the experience of going through like first crushes and first relationships yes. and stuff when you're 14. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh man, you're going to need to learn to use your vocabulary. So uh, you look what you did. You keep throwing me off my rhythm. God, you're basically like that one guy from John Mulaney's story. Oh my gosh. Just keep going. I was. So basically you don't really know if you like, if she likes you and that's a very cl classic common Thing that happens all the time, and I know that it's very stressful. Oh, so stressful. And that's when you know they nailed it. Because you know they nailed it whenever you can literally just go out and do the exact same thing he did in three seconds. Or have already done it. Yeah. Which is crazy that movies can do that. 
Did you feel as cringy whenever he's like struggling talking to girls as you would in real life? Because it seemed like you were like cringing so hard when we were watching it that it was like it was happening to you. I was, I felt, I'm, I'm not very, I'm not too awkward. I mean, I, I feel awkward in this, this conversation because I keep going, bah, but I'm not incompetent to have talking <laughs> oh man! Have conversations with f- people of the female gender. You're not incompetent <laughs> to have conversations. Okay, I got it. I got it. No, I got, I got what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like he literally was like, "Yeah, he wasn't hey, unable to speak." The the wad the the sky is the weather is hot, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I whenever I talk to girls, it's usually I'm not trying to do anything. Not yet, at least, you know. Gotta calm down. Gotta, gotta, whatever. <laughs> I should stop talking about my my plans. What? <laughs> what is happening right now? I can't. I can't. You know, but he was just like, I don't know what was going through his brain. Like, he can't talk to a girl without having a panic attack, or he liked her already. Like, that... I didn't understand. It doesn't really matter. I don't think when you're that age, if you like them or not, you know what I mean? And that's kind of how Duncan's character not didn't have the same personality. He's not like outgoing. He's not like, you know what I mean? He, he had a hard time. It seemed like talking to anybody in more than like one or two words. So just made it doubly hard whenever girls were talking to him. Yeah. Oh God. I was so uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You just stopped being able to talk and function (laughs) completely. Even talking about how you're perfectly comfortable talking to girls. Because it's different, dad. Yeah, because there's so many people in here. You're a grown man. These people are listening to me. Like, yeah. it's it's so weird, Dad. It's so weird. You brought like, it up. But it, it was like, I think him talking to human beings was as bad as him missing out on this kiss. Like, he leaned in and missed the kiss. That was, those are equals. He didn't miss the kiss. He got shut down. Worse. Yeah. Yes. You're right. But I think those are like on the same level of I want to die about how com- uncomfortable this is to me. Which which two things are on the same level? Him getting shut down, the kids getting shut down, and him not being able to talk to humans. By humans, you mean whenever you couldn't talk to the girl on the beach? Yeah, but he can't talk to a lot of people. The only person he could talk to was like Sam Rockwell. Yeah, but there's no, you weren't cringing out whenever he was not talking to Steve Carell. That's true. But oh god, that was awful. I feel like I am more competent. Well, even though I don't think you necessarily said uh, a single complete sentence there, I think the audience got a really good example of how uh, accurate this um, movie was. they were able to capture some of those things. Yeah. Well, I'm a perfect example. Um, well, look, we're coming up on time. So, uh, you know, I, I very much enjoyed this movie when I first saw it. I had a great time. Rewatching it, I highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen The Way Way Back to check it out. Whether you're not your big fan of coming of age movies or uh, you just like some folks in the cast, um, what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna actually give it a rating. I just um, I'm I'm happy to let it. I let forgot it about rating. Yeah, so uh, just kind of for for this series, I don't think we need to give reviews, right? We're obviously showcasing movies. That, and um, you'll be able to tell our opinions based on how we're talking about. Yeah. It. So, but what, just a general, what would you say? How do you feel about the movie, like quality right. wise? Yeah. You don't have to get like I said. You don't have to give it a star rating or anything. I thought it was superb. Superb. That is superb, Dad. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it's a 
It's a really good movie. I hope everybody does go after you listen to us and check it out. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it, and um, I think it did a good job. Even though you know, it made you feel like you wanted to die at the end? That's why it's so good. By the way, that's not because anything sad happens or because anybody dies. Yeah, no one dies. It just, I think, I think if it makes you feel like garbage and you want to die and you feel like you're incomplete, I think that's a good movie right there. I think you should have stopped and just said, if it makes you feel, then you should go watch it. No. How are you going to get someone to watch a movie that you say, if it makes you feel like garbage? <laughs> well, that just shows that it gets your emotions going. You know, it grabs you and grabs your heart and rips into pieces. Just so you know, if you're not 14 years old, the movie is very unlikely to do that to you. So I don't (laughs) want you to get like, uh, I don't want to be like the the squid show where everyone's saying it was too gory and then I watched and it wasn't. It's not the squid show. It's called Squid Game. Yeah, the squid, the the game. There's no squids. Are there going to ever be any squids in it? Probably not. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Way, way back. Check it out if you haven't already. That's our show. Solomon, take us out. Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Until next time. Goodbye. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Kid Stays in the Picture on Instagram or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.